Hi, I'm Cranston Johnson, and I play Zimbardo on Naomi. It comes on the CW Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. And I'm hanging out here with Elias in the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. You're with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias. Cranston, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me, Elias. Exciting time, man. Listen to the viewers that are tuning to this interview. You know, they can see you on the new uh, CW show, Naomi, as Zambato. Man, it's like joining that universe, man. It's got to be an exciting thing. It's very exciting. It's surreal to me to even be involved with something of the magnitude of DC Comics. Um, you know, you grow up and you see these comic books and these things have been around for so many decades and so many people are enjoy the read them and they're just passed down generation to generation. And to be involved with something like that. I know Naomi's a, a newer comic, but it's still yeah. still pretty cool to be involved in something like that. So That's it's great. exciting. Uh, before we dive into more of the show, I was, you know, like, I, I want to get to know you a little bit more. Like I was trying to do some research on you. It didn't, doesn't look like acting was the original plan at first time huh? from what I can see. Totally was not a plan or something that was on my radar for, for many, many years. Probably the last, the last, what, 11 years. Um, acting has been something that's been, you know, a priority in my life. It's been something that I'm very passionate about but initially yeah I, I was into sports for many years uh was fortunate enough to have a, a college scholarship to play at western carolina university um i dabbled in music a little bit i really enjoyed mm -hmm. making music so growing up in north carolina where where i lived i lived in a small town gastonia which was right outside of charlotte okay. becoming an actor just didn't seem like something that was a reality to me uh for the longest, I didn't even know North Carolina had a film industry, which they actually did at the time, you know, I was growing up and, and coming along. But it was just something that I was never introduced to until later in life. And once I was, it was really just fascinating to me. And it was something that I kept working at. And um, it landed me here. And I'm, I'm so fortunate and grateful that I did discover it. Well, what did you how did you get into it? Like, what was the, the turning point to it? The way that I got into it was by accident. Um yeah. So I, like, like I said, I had the football background. They were doing a movie in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. It was called The Fifth Quarter. Um, right. And it was based on a football player at Wake Forest University. So through some friends of friends, I kind of got uh, volunteered into this role that I didn't even really want to do. I didn't think it was credible <laughs> at all when I first heard about it. And um, I wanted no part of it. And sure enough, they talked me into it. So I finally go out there. And I'm a background extra. I didn't have a speaking role. Okay. Um, so I was part of the football team, just like the core background. And it was just so much fun just seeing um, what I call Hollywood coming to North Carolina, you know, seeing these people like Ryan, Mer Ryan Merriman, um, Aiden Quinn, Andy McDowell, these people that I have seen in other projects on TV. And they're, they're like right there, sometimes even talking to me. And it just, just kind of blew my mind. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. And um just the scale of the production, seeing how big it was, how massive it was. Um, it was something that I spoke to the, the casting, the extras casting people and kind of established a little rapport with them. Afterwards, asked them, how could I possibly do this again and get involved again? And they invited me to a workshop uh, awesome. over, at, over at All Chair Casting. Um, Phil Newsom is the guy who invited me in. 
And, you know, we kind of learned, we learned some commercials, we learned, we learned some scenes and he put us in front of some agents that were local, um, didn't make any promises, but he said, you know, if you catch some of these people's eye, maybe they'll, they'll want to bring you along into the agency and then kind of start your acting career. And that's, that's kind of how it started, man. So it was, it was a complete accident when I, when I say (laughs) that, I really mean that. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that happened, that, that accident happened. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, while you were going through all this, was there like a backup plan just in case it didn't work out for you? Like what you were going to do next? Or you were like, nope, I'm just going to keep going and keep going. Well, listen, once once I started taking classes and everything, okay. which was probably about a year after I did this workshop, this is when I seriously dove into it. I started taking a class. Um, and at that time, you know, I did not have a backup plan. Um, I had my degree, which was in sport management, but I, I, I've never actually used that degree since I've since I graduated from college, uh, I've been working in mental health for about 15 years. And I was working in mental health at the time when I actually got my break to become a full time working actor. But I didn't I didn't have a backup plan. It was just something exciting to me. And I didn't really have expectations, but I knew it was something that I could be good at if I pushed myself and if I had perseverance and, and I just you know became a student of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something that I that I may could run with. And I was fortunate enough to. Yeah. So like, so while you were like studying and everything, is there anybody mm-hmm. they looked up to? Like you tried to like keep watching their, the way they work their movies or TV shows where you like try to just uh, get yourself to become better and better. Absolutely. Uh, Denzel Washington, Jamie Foxx and Will Smith are people that I gravitated very early on, even before I got into acting. Um, I just always really enjoyed their work and I enjoyed the different levels, whether it was like the comedy with Jamie Foxx, whether it was the dramatic elements that Denzel brought, yeah. um, or whether it was just Will Smith coming from a music background, being the Fresh Prince and, you know, becoming becoming a dramatic actor as well. So I thought all of these stories were kind of very inspirational and I kind of just wanted to take a little bit from each of them as far mm. as like what would inspire me and and what I had goals for trying to set for myself to, to try to become. So they, they played a big part in it. And all three of those you mentioned, great actors. Great. Absolutely actors. great. Yeah. I, I love their work to this day. I can't wait to see when their projects come out. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about uh, you joining, you know, the DC universe now. I mean, like how did this project come up and tell us about your audition? Was it live? Was it uh, through zoom at first? So it was zoom. It was, okay. uh, it was April of last year. So April of 21 is when I think the audition first came through early April. And, you know, usually when you get the audition, um, you know, a lot of actors will look and kind of see who's attached to it as far as maybe an actor or definitely who's okay. directing or who, who wrote or everything who's writing or producing. And I saw Ava DuVernay's name on, and she's somebody who's really been inspirational to me as well. I've really enjoyed a lot of her films and I've enjoyed just a lot of, who she is personally and what she's kind of done to try to bring more diversity uh, in the film community and outside of the film community. Um, so when it came in, I was, I was really excited, started reading it. Uh, I immediately kind of connected with the character. I really love just like the mysterious, unpredictable yeah. elements of Zumbado and this kind of like lure of just being a dangerous figure, because those are the roles that, uh, I didn't get to play a lot of them before this, but those are the ones that are really exciting to me to watch and to play the more villainous type of characters. So, uh, yeah, I put down a tape initially for it, a taped audition, sent it off and then heard heard back from um, casting that they were 
that they were interested in. They, they liked what I did and they wanted to set up a call with Ava for like a callback scenario. So we did that and um, that went really well. And, and then the next step after that was a chemistry read with an unknown actor at the time who I didn't know, but it ended up being Casey who was cast in the lead yeah. as Naomi. And we, we really hit it off during our audition and had some really good chemistry and took a little while, a little longer than I wanted to wait because w- once you get traction on things, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of start your nerves start playing yeah. with you. And you're like, I know, I, I know I killed that. Like, why haven't I heard back? Why haven't I heard back? So I tried to be patient and play it cool. And eventually we did get the call and um, it actually was from Ava and um, she welcomed me to the cast. So that was, that was amazing. And that was great. So that kind of was the audition process and the zoom, the whole zoom aspect, is very unnatural when you're used to being in the room and yeah. kind of feeling people's energy. So during the pandemic, you know, we've not been going in rooms uh, at all. And so having to get used to the whole element of the Zoom and learning a new skill set in essence has been a challenge. And, um, and I'm fortunate enough that I felt like I did some really good work over because it can be a big barrier and it can kind of put you in your head if you, mm-hmm. if you allow it to. So and it's funny how you mentioned like mysterious because like you know from the first few episodes we see that's how your character is because we kind of like don't know which way you're going in some of the right. episodes and like so like how would you describe this character and uh tell us a little bit more about him so the the main word that i probably use a million times when describing zambato is enigma okay. you know he's enigmatic and we just don't know which side he's on you know initially when we see him in the pilot it's in a very it's, it's somewhat of a menacing, it's, it's somewhat of an imposing and dangerous kind of vibe that he brings when we see him. So we automatically think that he's the villain, he's the bad guy. Also, for everyone who's read the comic, uh, if you know the storyline from the comic, he is the, the main antagonist in the, in the storyline. And, you know, without giving too much away, we, wanna, we wanted to keep a lot of that, that those elements in play for, for our adaptation, but also... Mm. We wanted to put a little bit of a twist on it to uh, to kind of keep the uh, audience guessing and, and seeing what's yeah. going to happen. But, you know, obviously he and he and Naomi have this connection, this backstory that we're going to learn more and more about. But, you know, he's just very motivated and very driven to reach this goal that he has. And and, you know, Naomi plays a big part in that. And we see that, like I said, in the first couple yeah. of episodes over the disc where his pursuit of that disc was pretty intense and it and it freaked Naomi out and, um, you know, left the audience wondering, like, what, what is this guy's deal? So, right. yeah. So uh, so when you booked the role, did you go back just to read the comics? Were you a comic book fan? Like, I've, I don't read comics, but I love the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm similar to you. Growing up, I never read any comic books. I was a G.I. Joe and kind of yeah. hot wheels guy. That's like... That was my whole childhood. So because I didn't I'll I'll be honest, I didn't like reading, um, you know, growing up. So the comic book thing, once I started getting traction on the role, it was something that I did uh, read just to try to familiarize myself with it. So I could use some of those elements in my audition and everything. Um, But but yeah, so uh, I'm sorry, I got a little lost my train of thought a little bit. The initial question was. You asked me, uh, did I read the comic? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just for purposes of the audition and everything, had I not had I not been reading for it or anything, uh, I just wasn't really interested in comics. 
But mm-hmm. getting involved into this show, it has been um, something that I've been educated on. Um, okay. Alex, Alexander Waithe, who plays D, is very heavily knowledgeable of the comic book world. <laughs> Listen, he's given me so many like uh, lessons on set, and I'm like, okay, let's calm down. Let's take this step by step. Like, talk English to me because <laughs> he knows about all the multiverse and all these terms. And uh, yeah. it was it was like overload to me at first. So, <laughs> how how much? input have you been able to put into the characters there are certain times where you're like okay you know like maybe we should play him this way or have him do something a certain way so that's one thing that i really enjoy about the creative team jill blankenship who is one of the the writers and co-creators along with ava uh they are very open-minded to us bringing bouncing ideas off them for lack of better words Mm -hmm. and just kind of having a team effort on how we see things and how we vision things, because ultimately, if we're doing this right as actors, we'll know the characters better than they will, because we've spent more time, you know, working these nuances out and these characteristics, because they'll give you the skeleton, of course, and you have to somewhat stay within that skeleton, but all the other little nuanced things that Zimbardo may believe in, or he may not believe in, those little elements, it's fun kind of like bouncing ideas with them and they're very open-minded to allowing us to, to have freedom as, as long as it doesn't get too off track and mm-hmm. it doesn't go too left to, to affect the storyline that we have. So that's, that's, that's liberating as an artist. What do you love about this character? And is there anything you would change about him if you could? So the thing I love about him, like, like I said, I just love that mysterious unpredictability yeah. that he has. I love, I love that portion. That's the funnest part about playing him, but also his style. Like mm-hmm. the costume department on the show, they have me in like the the flyest outfits that I could ever imagine. It's inspired me to probably change my whole wardrobe. <laughs> but you know, he's just he's just very well dressed. <clears throat> you know, yeah. suit, three piece suit, double breast suit, tie, turtlenecks. He's just a really neat guy, and we'll learn more about why that is uh, because Ava gave me the backstory on that when we were working on episode seven, which will be pretty much an introduction into who Zimbardo really is and where he comes from and what his motivation is. But there, there is meaning behind and symbolism behind him being so well-dressed. Um, as far as things that I would change about Zimbardo, I don't think that I, don't think that I would change anything about him. Because um, right now, to me, he plays as such a, such a well-layered character. There are many mm. facets of him, even though you may be only getting a small glimpse of it now. That will definitely change after you know, the first four episodes as we venture further along into the storyline. So I, I wouldn't change anything about it. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you met, we mentioned uh, Casey plays Naomi. Like, how do you describe the chemistry now between you two on set? You know, you're pretty much like you're kind of like not a mesh, but like you're bouncing off each other with the energy. Yes. So as far as off off camera, it feels really like a brother sister relationship, like older brother, younger sister. Uh, I'm really supportive of her and just kind of protective of her. Also, I really uh, enjoy just conversing with her about acting, about life and everything. And um, so she's just a very humble and just down to earth, uh, down to earth person. And I, and I really enjoy that spirit about her always smiling, just the best energy. Uh, as far as on screen, I think that we have really, really good chemistry because there's just like tug of war that we have, which was kind of demonstrated in the last episode when she when she came and she made some demands. You know, she's kind of growing into herself and becoming more confident. 
Um, and it was really just, it was really, uh, we both enjoyed kind of just this, like I said, this tug of war and just kind of this yeah. playing off of each other. She, she's so talented. She's always just so well prepared. And, you know, working opposite of her that you have to bring exactly that same energy right. or yeah. there's going to be an imbalance. So yeah. I really, I really appreciate her work and am inspired by her work. So how many uh, seasons are we, I mean, how many episodes are we expecting to see? There will be 13 episodes okay. in season one. And we just finished up about a week ago. Um, so we're excited. We're on a small little break right now, but we'll be returning back on the 22nd of February. And we're excited for everyone to see these last nine episodes uh, That's awesome. because it's really going to take off and, and go into some interesting places to challenge your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what's next for you now? Like, do you have any like upcoming projects that you're allowed to talk about to let the viewers and listeners know? Well, I have this really, really, really cool gig that I have right now. It's, uh, it's based out in Ventura, California, where I'm a loving husband about to be married for four years. And <laughs> I have this beautiful dog and it's just a normal life that I'm living. Yeah. I have my video game system and everything, but no, no jokes aside. Um, I'm reading for some stuff right now, which is kind of okay. the process. Uh, yeah. But I'm just enjoying um, coming home from a six month grind, making the show. We had a blast doing it, but uh, it's been so, so draining kind of being away from family and everything. Mm. So, so getting to come back home and, and, and being with my wife and dog is what I'm really enjoying right now. That's go. what's next right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Chris, how can the viewers and listeners find you on social media? Well, you, IMDB is kind of like, I don't know if you consider that social media, but that's kind of like the only thing that I have right now. Um, that's kind of like, I put a lot of pictures up on there as far as from projects and things. So that's kind of like my social media. Uh, I also have a Vimeo page. I think that's how you pronounce it. Vimeo, where I have some videos up on there mm. and people can kind of interact with that and like it if you like. But as far as the other Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, I kind of took a hiatus from that stuff about four years ago. Okay. It was gonna be a it was gonna be a thirty day cleanse just to reset my batteries, and, <laughs> and you know it kind of turned into four years. and And people ask me a lot, well, how does that work with you being an actor not being on social media? And right now, knock on wood, it's been it's been going well for me Good. because uh, if nothing else, it's allowed me to focus a little more on my craft and um, not get so caught up in. And, and the other things that sometimes come with our industry. It's a very tough yeah. industry as far as uh, how you're perceived and how you're judged. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of refreshing not to, to have to worry about those things sometimes and kind of just kind of just focus on the craft. So That's awesome. um, like I said, Vimeo and kind of IMDb is like the only kind of like content I have out there at this time. So maybe yeah. maybe in the future. I'll get back, back on it, but but we don't we don't know right now. Chris, <laughs> uh, this was great. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and giving me a few minutes to talk. Oh, it's a pleasure, Elias. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, and um, we appreciate your support of the show and everything. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.